Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 90 of the Luke and Lewis show. Very special episode because let me tell you, if you thought Luke and Lewis was gay before, we're about to double it up. Welcome to the show, Christian Hull. Yes. Welcome, mate. Hi. So excited to be here. Oh, it's That's great good. to have you for the first official time on the show. Obviously, you've uh, you've come in and out. Uh, there mm. was a oh. dick pic that may or may not have been sent. <laughs> uh, hey, can we can we go fifteen seconds without talking about gay sex, Christian? Can we make that promise to the listeners? Yes. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> to be fair, no. uh, horrific. It was me. Who- <laughs> <laughs> It was me who directly uh, mentioned. I think I just think it was the thing that everyone expected when they saw Christian mm. in the title. They thought, yeah. "Okay, we're going to get the boys discuss the dick pic that may or may not have been sent." Yes. So I just want to get out of the way early. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm. Should we do uh, a recap for the listeners? Yes. Yeah, so Kittle, my lawyer. We, we were trying to get uh, Daniel Tocknell, the celeb spot king, on the show. Mm-hmm. So we we're looking through. Uh, th- there's this guy, he's, he spots celebrities usually at the mm-hmm. airport and we wanted to chat to him cause we love a good celeb spot and we were going through Daniel's Instagram and one of the celebrities on the Instagram that we knew Sorry, personally. Sorry, can I just stop you there? You yeah. didn't just want to chat to him. You were desperate to get on his Instagram. Okay. You were begging That's true. to be yeah, photographed. Yeah, yes. We really that air of desperation <laughs> that true. you guys were that seeking. That is true. That's true. Yeah, we I really pr- wanted to be qualified <laughs> because uh, we couldn't really categorize us as celebrities unless we've been on his Instagram. Because yeah. any celebrity that comes to Australia Correct. gets on his oh Insta. We Every felt morning. like we thought we were doing pretty well until we realized we mm. haven't been on the Celeb Spot Kings Insta. So that was yeah, the goal, mainly to qualify. You were. Like, Did you see I was on again? He you got a repost during quarantine. A throwback yeah, on right? a Thursday. <gasps> God damn, I was so jealous when I saw that. So I was I so excited. Yeah, because we were trying to loophole our way onto his Instagram, <laughs> trying to get on there like, oh, if he's on our show, he'll just take a photo of us. But uh, <laughs> since then, he's actually tracked us down in public. Multiple yeah. times, so we're we're on his radar now. Thank God. And anyway, so one <laughs> of the ways measure of success. <laughs> yeah, it it really absolutely is, is Christian. Yes. Okay, yes. get on it's it. It's mine too. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then, in order to try and get him on, we went down his Instagram. You were one of the people that we knew, so uh, we thought let's hit up Christian. Hopefully, Christian remembers Daniel. Then Christian sent. Uh, <laughs> then Christian sent Daniel a message to get on the show. Now, in the heat of the moment on the phone, Lewis yeah. threw out a massive call and Big said... Big call. Biggest call you, of the show. If you get us, Daniel, I'll send you a picture of my cock. <laughs> yes. Now, a big old photo of your dick in exchange yeah. for a chat with Daniel. Mm. Now, as uh, as as <laughs> always happens with any time when when you're a celebrity, as obviously all of us here are, now. obviously <laughs> when when there's uh, any kind of sexual contact between people, often non-disclosure agreements are signed. That's a very common theme. Rappers will have a party. You got to put your mm. phone in a bag and you sign an NDA. You can't speak of what happened. If sex happened and you talk about it, you'll be sued. Um, now. What I've reached an agreement with my lawyer, Mr. Kidgel and Mr. Hull, is mm. we've reached uh, an agreement where we cannot confirm or deny whether I sent a picture of my penis to Mr. Hull, uh, mm. but we do have the evidence of 
Daniel Topnell coming on the show after I have made that promise. Yeah. So we're just saying to the listeners, neither of us can confirm or deny whether that happened due to legal reasons, yep. but you can make your own conclusion. Now, in saying that, there's a few people that I, at the time, were sceptical of mm. if the cockpit was ever sent. Mm. But again, mm. I guess those people will never find out. So as long as we've I, addressed I, I, it... Yeah, I, I mean, I've had to th- I have to choose my words very carefully. carefully. God, I can't even talk. I'm thinking too much. Because yeah, of things that I have may or may not have signed. And there's also, remember, there's a lawyer present, so just be careful. Just watch your words, Mr. Hull. Oh, yeah, I mean, a lawyer's a stretch, but... Um... Well, Lewis's lawyer. <laughs> yeah, my lawyer, yeah. Really, you're going to put the... Um... A, a lawyer within but... my budget. I do pro bono I... stuff. I mainly just work weekends. Anyway. Bono being a good word. I think... I think um, what Mostly I pro say... bono. Yeah, pro bono! <laughs> pro bono is a good word. I, pro bono I've... and pro bono. All right, continue. Yeah. Sorry. I uh, can say that... Some, whatever has happened in the past, um, yeah. I feel like I am, uh, I guess, I have a bigger appreciation for Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm and glad. All I can I'm say glad. is I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with your work on the podcast. And that is, that is a... Uh... <laughs> Emphasis on the word bigger there as well. Uh, <laughs> we are dangerously close firm, to breaching this contract. Firm with your beliefs and yeah. um uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's uh, yeah, good. So, uh, Christian, another thing I guess that people will be wanting us to bring up with you, there's been some heated debate on the show very recently. Uh you may have noticed at the start Lewis said uh now our show has even got even gayer. Uh, well, yeah. we actually already had gay representation on this show because our video editor, Ruben, has been having some adult sleepovers as a 23-year-old man oh, regularly Ruben. with another male. Now, uh, they're not... One other male? One other just male. One, one male recurring, and we wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, our theory, Luke and I, we believe that this is extremely gay behaviour. So we've brought in the gayest man no, in Australia it's to not decide. Actually, I would say no straight away. That is not now, a gay yes. behaviour. Now on, <laughs> on first on first glance, Christian, I would agree with you. But can I describe okay. these sleepovers? Okay, go. they are Ooh. sober sleepovers. They are pre-organised. So come oh, over God, to my like, house that's, that for a sleepover. Work in your favor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, uh, this is not a crash situation. And what these boys do is they uh, play board games and create board games together. And well, that's uh, gay. yes, <laughs> see, it's getting gayer by the moment. Well, it's um, more nerdy. I'm going to go with that's more nerdy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Are there any other points to this? Uh, they because they this is... hang out for 24 hours straight. It just sounds like a relationship to me. And they, they'll come over at midday well. and kissing. then leave at midday the next day. Mm. 24 hours of friendship. That's a lot of friendship. I'm confused. Are we, are we being um, horrifically homophobic to someone? What? I, I don't... What? <laughs> no, we, what? We no, this is our scientific you opinion. No, oh, just, so... No, you're just yes, having a friend over. Th- uh, yes. Is that it? <laughs> No, no, thank you. It's not homophobic. A dick's what? in anyone's hands? No. 
Well, I mean, there's your answer. I mean, mm. dick, board game, you know. What do you <laughs> think? What, what are you guys on the opinion of? That's gay. Well, yeah, that's what just, they've been saying, yes. yes. I'm so sorry. You have a studio warehouse in a shed and you would have Luke over all the time. <laughs> this is true, Lewis. Mm. <laughs> this is true. And, and we have we, been... Yeah, we often hang out. We often hang out in a warehouse together, and I'm also your Mm. cock lawyer. So uh, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that is true. He, he, my friend, controls the licensing arrangements of my penis. So that is (laughs) quite homosexual. The tables have turned. I mean, I don't. It's like the pot calling the kettle black in this instance. I think that Christian might be too gay to answer this question because he's gone too far. No, so, I'm the accurate representation of what gay really yes. is. Now, if, He's the if it was, if it was, um, mm. you know, for maybe anywhere between three and fifteen minutes at a time, I'd be sus. That's a bit gay. If it was yeah. multiple, multiple men, then I would also be on the sus wagon. Oh, okay. Um, but so we we like, thought it was the opposite. We thought that because it was one on one, that made it more gay. We thought the more men, the less gay. You're the opposite opinion as the expert, PhD and D. Ooh, PhD in D, I love that. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I, I think we I just stumbled across. Bio. I was yeah. going to say, we just stumbled across like some new merch as well. Like, put that on a fucking mm. t shirt ASAP. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> um, ooh, I mean, that's a good point. Because if you were having a games night with a group of guys, I suppose that mm. is a bit less gay. Because one on one would imply that, you know, you could sort of. And I'm not accusing you of, of doing this, but you could like <laughs> That's manipulate. That's okay. We can do that for the you. person into doing some. <laughs> we can do um, into doing things. Like I don't. That's okay. A bit rapey. I don't mean in a rapey way. <laughs> 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 okay. I think we can conclude this with uh, Lewis and I. Mm. I think may have to uh, admit we're wrong here. We've been arguing this for about three weeks now, and we, th- their only argument really was we had one gay listener of the show who was in mm. a gay relationship confirm that Ruben's activities were very similar to the activities of himself, and he said, "I can confirm, oh. Lu- uh, Ruben is in a gay relationship." That's what well, one listener that's, of the maybe show maybe he's said. in a gay relationship with a bad sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm celibate. Does that exist? I mean, see, I, I come from the opposite perspective where um, yep. any hole's a goal and, like, <laughs> I, it's, I'm just a more on grinder and it's a bit more fleeting. Right. So for yeah. me, having one person, I'm like, ugh, that's, nah, that's boring. It's snoozy. <laughs> so, but, I, I mean, if I was going to give my ultimate takeaway, I would say it's, it's, it's not very gay. But it's kind know. of homosexual. It, it has an air of homosexuality. Like, I would... We'll take that. <laughs> We're taking it. That's a win for the show. Well, we can officially put it to rest. You can invite me over. And, oh. um, and then we can really find out if it's gay. <laughs> All right. Well, what have you been up to, Christian? You've recently moved to Brisbane. You moved from Melbourne to Brisbane, which seems like a very strange move for the gay man. I would have thought it'd be more of a Sydney vibe. Oh my god, no, there's... Oh, the gays up here. Uh, you, there's so many gays. Really? Um, oh, there's heaps. And I'm, I moved into a suburb called Tenerife, which is, uh, I didn't realise, the gay like capital of Brisbane. So it's like only the gays 
Right. There's a few few straighties here. But it's just, you look out the window and it's just... Straighties. And they're all fit. Yeah. In their short shorts. Uh, I, don't, I don't fit in at all. Um, but I moved, <laughs> I moved... I just... Melbourne is just cold and miserable. It's just too grey yeah. and... I love that. And, Cold, and miserable, and straight. That's it my matches vibe. your personality, Melbourne. It's just yeah. like... Uh, Lewis is the most Melbourne person ever. It's just like, yes. wears black, you know, yeah. doesn't speak to anyone. Just mm-hmm. a very hustle-bustle kind of guy. But yeah, I, I, contracts. I really uh, agree with Christian yeah. here in the sense that I think if I was, like, super rich, you know, if I could have a second house, it probably oh. would be in Queensland. I just like the weather. Yeah, it's I like beautiful. the vibe. It's sunny. Like it's it's today is a cold Brisbane day and it's nineteen degrees. You know, so it's, and it's just it's the vibe. That sounds terrible. And uh, <laughs> uh, you 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 prefer the cold? I love the cold. I love that. Go out, dress up, intimidate people. It's great. Because so, uh, you're the opposite of me. Because I don't like wearing long pants. Yeah, I, I love I'd that. Never, Fuck shorts. Yeah, I never wear... Yeah, no. Actually, that's a <gasps> good point. At the radio station, I don't think I ever saw you in jeans. You were always wearing shorts. Yeah, never. I don't own a pair. You're like me in um, primary school. I never wore <laughs> pants in primary school for some reason. But then since then, I've evolved. Straight underwear? Yeah, right. I never yeah. wore <laughs> underwear in primary school. <laughs> I no, only wore shorts. That is ambitious. Yeah, Wait, I, is I didn't wear poor? underwear. Uh, a little bit, but also I just didn't. I just oh. didn't wear them. Well, you freeballed for like seven years. That's incredibly yeah, like, inappropriate. I freeballed yeah. until like year f- year four when I got dacked and everyone saw my nuts. Mate, uh, you know what? And back then, sounds like you needed a great lawyer to uh, just to control the licensing of whoever saw. Well, that's that why I'm that so day. careful about it now because you know mm. once it's exposed, it's kind of worth nothing. Mm. You never give away your IP for free. That's something I've learned in this business. Yeah, oh, your IP. God, it's day. killing me. I can't talk about it. I <laughs> 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 well, may or may not agree with you on those things that you've said about your own penis. That's right. Um, Now, Christian, uh, we just, before we start recording, we're briefly discussing, uh, you're missing doing live shows during uh, these troubling times. Yeah, so I was supposed to, what's today? Actually, I think I was supposed to kick off um, a a tour this weekend that we ended up having to cancel. It's weird when when you hit that date where you were supposed to start, and it just feels Mm. strange, doesn't it? I've been getting all these emails from Virgin and all these hotels going, (gasps) check-in is now open, and I'm like, oh. Oh. It's Uh. just like rubbing it in, you know? Because they're automated. I've cancelled the flights. Just a reminder, we're not giving you a refund. Yeah, they didn't. They literally have not refunded any of my flights. I had to pay for them all. They've refunded them in credits. Yuck. But they're in. They're not a business at the moment. So that's like having a gift no. voucher at a store that doesn't exist. You know. This is this is going to sound entitled and horrible, and it is um, because a lot of people. Right, I love that. Jobs are in, this is the perfect place know, to do that. Sixteen thousand people's jobs are in question, and here's my petty little rant at Virgin. Yep. I, for the last couple of years, have been trying desperately to get to platinum status, and because oh. you get a secret entry. Yeah, and the uh, the day that I got platinum because Virgin was in question, they decided to give people some extra points because they were yeah. holding flights back. So it tipped me into platinum, and then I Ooh. got my little platinum card. Love and then that. that day, officially better than the peasants. Yes. Oh my god. 
Fuck, now I've hit like peak wealth and celebrity because yeah. I've got a secret yeah. entrance. And yeah. then that day they went into liquidation and they ceased oh, to exist. That's so and brutal. Was that's not good. devastated. Yeah. That's like but becoming see, a king and then having your country overthrown the next yes, minute. Oh, that is just that is the best metaphor. It's exactly what's happened. To oh, me. that is so brutal. That must oh. be such a brutal like because the card would look so pretty, but the <gasps> the use of it is yeah. non-existent. No, but I, I did think that maybe in like twenty or thirty years' time, I can go on Antiques Roadshow. You know, like Antset merch now would be worth quite a lot of money. So I'm yeah. sort of thinking about that. I mean... No, I reckon like, they'll come back, Virgin. That Someone yeah, will buy them out, surely. Well, I think hopefully. so. Well, I've got I've about three got... grand in flight, so fucking, I'm yes. praying. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I hope they come back, because otherwise, when we all start touring together, we're either going to have to choose between Qantas and making no money, or fucking Tiger and dying. Yeah. That'll um, be the only Jets. options. No, yeah, no. There's no, like, It's Qantas all the way. Jetstar... Oh, and I would like Tiger. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd never get to your tour on time if you were to fly Tiger. See, we've actually, Lewis and I have spent years regularly flying Tiger. Like, if there was ever an airline day, that I would be platinum in, it would be Tiger. But they associate, yep. they don't even have a rewards program, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we had a if way they, worse they time with Jetstar. like black and orange. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they only... Uh, like uh yeah so yeah so Jetstar way worse than Tiger we've found way worse so like <gasps> the delays no. we've had have been on Jetstar like one time we're at the yep. airport for six hours and then yeah, they, they weren't yeah. telling us Tiger if there's ever a delay they text you beforehand going like oh you know like you, Jetstar is like you rock up to the airport and it's like well fuck let's hope for the best because yeah. they're not going to tell us either way so good to know because I would have chosen Jetstar over Tiger. And I've actually but. had better experiences, controversial, uh, with Virgin over Qantas. I like Virgin Me too. better. Yes, I like oh, Virgin 100%. better. One hundred percent. Virgin is like priority it's all, one. But yeah, Qantas yeah. is all just old white people watching Sky yes. News. Like that's all it is. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. L- l- like it's a school thing. camp on the little like TVs that come down every four seats, you know, and it's everyone really watches the same is- thing. I feel like every time I've been on a Qantas flight, which hasn't been too many, there's always been like a radio announcer from 2GB. Like Gray Hadley yeah. was one. And I think I had... Uh, <laughs> Just I like Darren Hinch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was yeah. another one. And I, I was Taking like, wow, a this... quick break from screaming at immigrants <laughs> to catch a flight. <laughs> out of nowhere as like the Fox News with all these terrible I think that's the, what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like the Fox News. So they it's have like they're like, aspiring to be the worst because every time I watch it, I'm like, this is incredible how terrible this is. George Pell on their show as an exclusive. Fuck. Really? Crazy. Yeah, Andrew Bolt exclusively chats to George Pell coming but, up yeah. and you're like, what? Were they just agreeing with each other the whole time? Well, well, like, Andrew Bolt has staunchly supported him throughout yeah, this whole, whole deal, time. which is why he agreed yeah. to go on. And Jesus. I, I'm watching, and I get, I get um, clips, you know, fed to me in YouTube and Twitter. All these of them, uh, just they're everywhere now. And and like, yeah. like even uh, I don't know enough about Paul Murray because I used to work. He was at Triple M, and I was there. And and I don't know. I was like, wow, I didn't. He was never this controversial. And it's like, uh, do they really believe this or is it just because... 
I, don't, I mean, that's that's a really good question about a lot of news because it's not it's no longer about being factual. It's about attention. So it's like mm. getting attention and saying crazy shit is what makes these companies money and gets clicks. So all then of these the editors are us, like though. funding nuts people. Well, yeah, it's the same thing for like us. Like if we use like, clickbait, we get more views. Like if we put like edgy stuff in the title, people are like, well, that sounds juicy. You know, I, let's I, click like, on it. I, I feel like I'm, I get a little bit tinfoil hat wary when I go on my rants about the media but I, I hate the media and then I look at this drama on YouTube at the moment if you will like H3H3 and Keemstar yeah yeah you've I'm seen that gnome verse lesser looking <laughs> oh, gnome well this is the thing like, <laughs> I didn't realise H3 like I was such a fan of his and then I watched yeah. Uh, Go Canari video, which is like an, an hour expose yeah, yeah, on yeah. him, and I was like, "Oh, he's yeah. just as bad as Keemstar." And then Keemstar, I equate to the Daily Mail of YouTube. Like it's just sensationalized yeah, it's bullshit. A, it's no, yeah. he's TMZ. That's the real one. He's TMZ reporting oh, on fifteen. He, I mean, it's called drama stuff. alert. Like yeah. it is no, pretty much TMZ. But it's so. Uh, I just find the internet so terrifying because I've noticed within myself, like I'll watch. For, like, the James Charles and Tati Westbrook drama. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You probably heard about yeah, it, yeah. but it was like... All over I never heard of Tati. I watched her video, and I immediately believed everything she said, and I hated James Charles. Then yeah, James it really does that. His, yeah, three million... He lost three million subscribers from her video. I didn't yeah. know her. I had no reason to believe she was true. And then I watched yeah. James's sort of re- reply video... And I was like, oh, my God, she's in her 30s. He's 19. He's articulated yeah. this so well. I became a James Charles fan. And I was like, why am I so persuaded by these two people? I don't know their story. James could be lying. Tati could be lying. Um, and, and that lesson, like watching that drama unfold, taught me that I've really just got to sit back and... You, ha- like, you have to wait. You have you to have make to make your own opinions. You yeah. have to wait and but you've also, got to do your own research. It's a really yeah. good example of uh, what happens to people who only consume one side of the media as well. Yeah. It's like if you're just yeah. being drilled a certain thing into you, you kind of have to sit back and form your own opinion a little bit and take in a little bit of both and work out where you sit. Because it's very, yeah. It's just good. Really, those videos, I watch a lot of those YouTube drama things. It's just, it's really easy to make someone look like a villain. Like Easy it's really yeah. you. Just, it's like well, it's kind of like Year Twelve though. persuasive writing in a way. It's like you yeah. use like empathy. You use all those techniques they taught yes. you in high school, and then you can just throw someone into the dirt if you have enough subscribers. But what terrified me was um, I then watched some videos about how obviously you can manipulate receipts. DMs can be fabricated. Um, yeah. Even videos of Instagram, you know, when they, they're like, this is real, this isn't Photoshopped, and they screen record themselves. Yeah, yeah, you well, can fake I that. Well, I watched a guy completely go into Premiere and break it down, and, and you yeah. see where they've accidentally left a frame in, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, not even that. You can't even believe well, when that's, people say that's, they have receipts. And, and that's just YouTube, of just, like, one guy editing it himself. You look at the mm. news... And it's mm. teams of people with agendas who are like mm. funding political parties and trying to get shit passed. And it happens on the left and the right too. It's yes. And and what makes it worse is it's why you have to be so conscious of doing that thing where you wait and do your own research. Is the way social media works and the algorithms. Social media, when you set up an account, in like a week, they can tell your political opinions and then they'll be mm. like, all right, this guy believes the right-wing stuff, so that's the only thing we're going we're to show him. This person mm. hates feminism and, 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 mm. and or is a real lefty, so that's the only thing we're going to show him. And then you have these people who think 
they've done their research, but they've yeah. only been shown shit they already agree with. And now in their minds, they're both correct. The other person's mm. wrong. There's no discussion at all. Because no, I've talked about it a, so a lot. I think like almost anything that you believe, unless it's like something concrete, like two plus two is four, you can find an, an argument that sounds true as fuck and has well, research As a kid, to back someone told me two plus two equals window. So window? <laughs> already, you, you, yeah. there's different there you arguments, Which man. You know, <clears throat> you don't. You never know who to believe anymore. It's like fuck. Is my math teacher right or this other eight year old? You know, that's how you <laughs> get knows? the math window society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, no, you make a good point. This is why I just hang back and let everyone fight and I'm just like chilling, watching Star yeah, Wars or some fantasy scary? bullshit. It's terrifying because it's also like that instance, you also realise it's, you know, Fox News versus like uh, the Young Turks and then you've yeah. got like Rachel Maddow. It's like they're, they're the yeah. same. It's Tati and James. And it's really yes. hard because unless you're physically... You know, like in the Iraq war zone, you don't know what's the truth. So you'll never no. know. And that's, yeah. the, that's the really scary part. And then the other thing that I think I learned, and I know this is going to be maybe a bit controversial um, for you, Lewis, yeah. is uh, Lele Pons just released her docuseries. I don't know if you've yeah, watched yeah. any of that. Nah. And I, I absolutely dislike Lele Pons. Her content, it's not funny. I don't understand it. And I think I'm really jealous of her success. I, I <laughs> yeah. don't understand where this hatred comes from because she's not making videos for me. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, she has no relevance in my life, but I actively hate her. I watched her... <laughs> I watched her <laughs> You've been watching too much Lewis Spears, mate. I don't hate the bitch. I, I made a video saying she shouldn't be entertaining yeah, kids it. with her tits and you were like, all right, I hate her. Lewis is right. Yeah, yes, that's the thing. But not only you, like, I watched your video, but then it was like... A million yeah. other videos get recommended to me. And so you just, yeah. you want to passionately jump on a bandwagon. And I did. And then I watched her docuseries, which is the first time that she's ever been humanised. And she's yeah. you, you really learn about her and you go, oh, fuck, I feel like a dickhead. You know, like she's a, she's a person who makes terrible content, but... But she is like, a human behind these... it. Yeah, that's why yes, you've got to be careful that's... with all these exposed things. Like, that's why when when I make videos, I try real hard to make sure that I'm not, like, punching down on some vulnerable person, which we've seen the consequences of. That's uh, what Keemstar, I think, does. You have to be careful, and you, you also have to be careful not to be malicious, which is a real dangerous thing, which I've made the mm. mistake of doing in the past, but, like, I mean, if you watch my second Susan McLean video, I'm fucking angry as fuck in that. Uh, and you can make that error where you go, oh, shit, have I pushed it a bit, a, a bit far because, you know, you can say something, you've got no idea how your audience is going to react and then take mm. that information. Mm. That's when the doxing and harassment shits happen, mm. which thankfully has never happened with, to someone that I've done something on because I think I've managed to cultivate a reasonable audience, but not everybody does. I think a yeah. really good rule to set is... Uh, you keep it to the content, like whatever you're reviewing, yeah. whoever you're doing it of, you keep it to anything that's publicly available that they've put out themselves and you don't mm. go past mm. that. As soon as you start looking into their personal life to try and hit them where it hurts, that's when it can get too yeah, far. Yeah, you're crossing a line, like I think. Of who? The sponsorship, the G Fuel. What do you think about, you know, H3H3 being, you know... Are, are you aware of any of this, Luke? 
Oh, I've seen the 40-minute uh, videos pop up okay. of them, content nuke and all this shit, and then I've seen yeah. the first minute of both of them, and I'm like, why? I, I, I sat there, and I was like, okay, am I going to watch a 45-minute video that starts with Ethan crawling in his backyard as a safari <laughs> guy? I'm like, fuck no. I've got better shit to do. I would rather jerk my dick off than sit there and watch this shit. I was like, so no, I don't well, know. Well, you, Luke Kidgel, have better yeah. priorities than me because I've watched all that shit <laughs> and people's too. perspectives on it. Um, basically... I don't know. It's all the shit you've seen before. Keemstar's a bad person and blah, blah, blah. And, and then Keemstar going, Ethan's a liar. He's a bad person. But the, the thing that was a little bit different was Ethan um, pointed out all of the bad things that Keemstar's done, uh, and then which I thought were all valid points. But then he went after Keemstar's sponsor and he was like, why are these people sponsoring Keemstar? And then that brand, G Fuel, pulled their sponsorship from Keemstar. So he cost Keem, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably. Um, but the danger now is I, I don't necessarily think questioning why people sponsor terrible things wrong. But what you do is you open that gate for everyone to do it to you. Ethan essentially taught everyone who watched that video and disagreed with it how to do what he did to Keem to him. And now it looks like on Twitter, at least, people are getting all of these sponsors that sponsor Ethan's podcast. They're sending them clips of him telling fuck jokes, which I think is fine, to these brands. And these brands have all pulled out. So Ethan, if I'm to believe tweets, which I don't know how true it is, looks like he's lost about six or seven sponsorships himself. He's looking like monetarily coming off worse than came in this because he opened that gate and he was just like, it's like the cold war, you know, there was, there were no nukes thrown, but as soon Uh, as one person throws a nuke, the whole world would have been over. It's mutually assured destruction. And that's kind of what happened. So it's just, they just both fucked each other and and nothing really came (laughs) of it except for other than a bit of a spike in views. I think so. Yeah. But Keemstar hasn't even lost that many subscribers. Like, it, honestly, I think it was Ethan... Probably gained some, because the video got a lot of views. And he was criticised, and so he, he launched this whole video against Keemstar. But then the sponsorship dilemma is... Uh, see, I go, well, G Fuel should know that Keemstar is pretty horrific, and they're basically funding his show, essentially. But it's like the Alan Jones debate. When Alan Jones says something, all the sponsors pull out... But then they, but then they, they realize, oh, fuck, we have to sponsor this guy because yes, there's millions of people watching. Like that's, I think it, it comes down to less should we attack sponsors. It should be, hey, sponsors, do research over who you're fucking supporting. Because it's like you, if you're supporting Keemstar or Ethan, you know what they do. Or you at least should know what they do. They do fuck stuff. They do questionable things, whether that's jokes or fucking doxing or whatever their past. You, if you're sponsoring that, you need to stand by it. And when people get angry, unless they've done something crazy out of character, then I understand that. But all the stuff that Ethan's getting sponsors pulled out for, that shit he did in the past. You should know about that. And and chances are they did know about that. They're just worried about getting in trouble. It's all fucking manufactured outrage anyway. No one actually gives a fuck. No one's going to be like, oh... I'm not gonna buy fucking this G Fuel energy drink because of what Keemstar said. If yeah, you like probably the just flavor, won't buy you're it probably gonna get it. It's bad for your heart. You know that's a better <laughs> yeah, reason not I mean, to totally. buy that shit. 
they're not going to lose that much. But I think it's that whole brand perception and that fear. Yeah. And then also they do need to do their research. But, you know, I just feel like uh, sponsors, they don't. They've got PR no. companies that need to hit targets. They need to hit like they're mm. not. They're not looking at. I find a, a lot of them. It's it's the reach. We need to reach a million people. How do we do that at the cheapest cost? Uh, yes, this guy, this true. guy, this guy, and this guy. Bam, do it. And then it's like Alan. It's like well, Alan yeah. Jones. You know, we need to that reach is, the most. That is often how it works. Most. Yeah, because often it's it's not the the brands themselves are not actually sponsoring these creators. The brands, how generally how it works, the brand will give. $500,000 to three different PR companies and go, we want this many downloads of our app, Raid Shadow Legends, whatever. And then these PR companies will go bang, 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 just handing it out to YouTubers and people. They don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, if if I get sponsored and I say something crazy, the PR company doesn't get in trouble. Fucking Raid Shadow Legends gets in trouble. So they don't really care. So when you show a brand who they're sponsoring and they pull out that's because they kind of didn't do their job of the PR company going you know make sure you don't sponsor anyone that said the n-word on a podcast please or whatever <laughs> yeah it's, it's also interesting um brands uh and I, I don't think we'll they'll ever sort of really do their research or, or ever no. really um because you know you can get one tweet on twitter and a brand will freak out. They'll just completely freak out. It'll be an anonymous yeah. tweet, which I think there's the issue with... I mean, I like going for people's sponsors because they are sponsoring horrific content if something does hit the fan. And then the other alternative is it only takes one tweet and it's all over anyway. So... Well, it is that hard line of, like, I, I don't think questioning why people are sponsoring things is out of the question. I do think in this case... Maybe not. I think Keem's done a lot of bad shit and the, the exploiting people with mental illness I thought was was really bad. Yeah, that, that um, was the only thing I had an issue with. The rest I was like, well, it's just, you know, they know the what rest, they're doing. The rest I thought was edgy trolling, Keemstar being Keemstar. He's not a bad person. Not, not a, not a very good guy. We all bad. know that. Um, yeah. but, but, but the problem is where do you, where do you decide it's crossed the line where you need to question sponsors? Um, because I mean, what's happening to Ethan, I think people are literally only doing it because they don't like him and that, and, and he has opened the floodgates, which I think is scary as me, a creator of like, oh shit. Now this guy's taught millions of people. If you really want to hurt a YouTuber, fuck leaving a comment and a dislike, email their sponsor. Mm, that's, and that's yeah, very scary yeah. as someone who makes controversial content and, who oh, makes yeah. nothing from ad revenue, you know, it's, it's sponsors and Patreon. That's why I don't think I'll ever delete my Patreon because when you do that, you rely on sponsorships and that shit can be taken away from you by bad actors. Mm. Whereas if, well, if the actual yeah. people who genuinely like you, support you and fund you, no one can take that away unless you yourself fuck up your own content and start doing something that they don't enjoy. Yeah, well, I, I recently was offered to do Facebook supporters, which is identical to Patreon. But, yes. and, and because I've got a lot of mums, uh, Patreon yeah. just wasn't successful for me because they were just unaware of it, but this Facebook supporter yeah. group. And I learnt pretty quickly that, one, these are all your core cool fans, so yes. they'll spruik you to high heaven. They give yeah. you the best like, content ideas. 
they'll yeah. buy all my merch and and also I, ha- I I now don't need to rely on uh, sponsorship deals or and that's YouTube fucking awesome. revenue. Oh my god! Yeah. Especially when a pandemic hits and you you know you're cancelling tours, you're like, okay, thank God I've got this monthly income. Um, you know, as long as I don't say I would have had to get a job at Woolies if it wasn't for Patreon. I reckon. <laughs> Actually, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I, in I that first out. bit after the comedy festival got cancelled, yeah. I spent two months and I owed a bunch of money as well. I still do for because mm. my t- whole tour got cancelled. Um, because I had a whole thing booked in till June. Oh, marketing. Uh, ma- dude, marketing spend is oh, was half. Of you don't get your money back. And the merch, dude. I bought yeah. four hundred oh, t-shirts. No. Yeah. Do you know how much that and, costs? And now they won't <laughs> sell. A yeah. lot. Yeah, we mm. well, that was just for the comedy festival, and then I thank fuck. Well, there was more on order, and we managed to cancel it. <gasps> yeah. Um, but yeah, and dude, we, and that's at a time when when advertisers yeah. are pulling their ads off YouTube and shit. So the the already tiny amount that we would have been making off ads is gone, but. Mm. Uh, thank fuck, Patreon didn't change at all. A few people dropped out because their financial situation changed, which is totally fine. But a few yeah, people yeah. joined up because they started getting yeah. government money. I've, so I've it, that's literally I've a lifeline. My supporters, yeah. really, um, because it's the only. Because I, you know, I'm now locked at home. There's nothing to do, and I just made a shit ton of Facebook content. And yeah. um, uh, you know, I had, a, I did have a couple of videos go. I think go over to America, I did one on homeschooling, which yeah. just everyone related to, and then the Tiger King one, and then that just brought in a, so Facebook many people. Mums, huh? You're the Mum only Mark. person I know that's still doing really well on Facebook. Our Facebooks are dead. I'm, I've got 300,000 de- no, followers, yeah. and I get like 200 dead. likes a video. Yeah, well, It's fucking uh, dead. Uh, before isolation, it was the same, and I, I was so... It, it, it's so unmotivating. I found Facebook just so unmotivating yeah. because nothing would work. Facebook supporters really helped that because now I had a community of, you know, engaged people. Be it small, yeah. it was still it's quite rewarding. Yeah. And then um, having... I was so shocked that those two videos got over a million because it just doesn't yeah. happen. And then that brought in... I think that brought in some new people from America. And so... I was reposting a lot of old content, which was going really well because I hadn't seen yeah. it. And then I'm just sort of on a wave on Facebook, which will ultimately probably come crashing down. Um, but it's great <laughs> while it lasts, though. Yeah, All those things. Know, when you're in the algorithm and then your old videos are being recommended from the new ones, that's yeah, the peak right. spot. Who yeah. misses 2012, huh? Yeah. Oh, that was the peak. Uh, Christian, one thing. Actually, no, I want to ask you that. But also, before we move on from this Camestar thing, why, the, the expose I want to see is why has no one done a video about why the fuck his beard is so shiny? That, <gasps> that's a, he's a, dude, he's a glossy guy. Like, he is, it's, isn't he? It's well shaped. It's just like, it's, yeah. like, it's like a triangle below his yeah. chin. Yeah. It's weird. It's perfect. And it's, it's so never perfect. looks different. It's looked the same for like five years. <laughs> and no one's talking about it. It's crazy. I would crazy. say Keemstar's, Keemstar's beard is so perfect that it's actually quite a womanly beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually better well kept than the girl from the, uh, the Greatest Showman. It's like a better beard than that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've, I'm envious because I, when I grow facial hair, I grow up to cover the 45 chins that I've got. But then yeah. it turns into a disaster and it, it grows out. Mm. Wait, this should be the uh, intro to King I Stars. I make no apologies. This is me. Yeah, so King Stars beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I 
I like his beard. Just don't like him really as a person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if he, sh- you know, actually, yeah, if he shaved, there's no redeeming qualities about him at all. He no longer looks like a oh, gnome. He's just the worst. I, I think that what, what I've learned from all of this cancelling drama is like, if you exist. get, if someone tries to cancel you, if someone goes basically, yeah. you're a terrible person or you tell horrible jokes or this or that or that, you're a horrible person. All the person has to do is go, yes, and they are fine. If you apologize, yes. you're fucked. But if you, if someone goes, yes. I can't believe you would tell these terrible jokes, I would just go, yeah, that's what I do. My audience loves it. You don't have to but, like it. If I, I apologize, mean, all of a sudden, I've like capitulated to this angry mob who, would, who never liked me and never will. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've pissed off my own fans because... Now they're feeling like, oh, hang on, uh, the guy that I liked, all of a sudden I shouldn't like, and now. even you've got to stand behind what you do for sure. Yeah. Well, what about um, Miranda, the Miranda Sings drama, the Colette Ballinger, who's like, you know, Miranda Sings, you've got to yeah, know Miranda. Like she's vaguely. like she the sing? safest person on YouTube. She she went. <laughs> I'm get, I, I know it's a stupid question. I'm assuming she's a sing, like she's a musician. Yeah. Uh, she, no, but really. Imagine, imagine in, like, if oh, King okay. of Pete was its own YouTube channel and character, basically, but like girl. Right, so it's a character. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Well, I don't well, think no, we know just... enough about this, Christian, to go into this one. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but to prove your point, she didn't make excuses or she apologised for what she had done, but yeah. because she, she was like, she explained herself without it, you know, without crying, without it... Uh, compromising yeah. her content, exactly what you said. She came out pretty unscathed, and it was, you know, like the perfect apology sort of. The, move the on minute from drama. you back down to the mob is that's when mm. they kill you, <laughs> because mm. they they don't they don't want a, a resolution. They want you fucking dead. And the minute you show weakness, it's over. Because then even your supporters are like, oh, why the fuck do oh, I like this guy? Not they even just he likes what he does. Tear each other down, like yeah. you know, yeah. like Tati Westbrook got teared down. And yeah. James and Jeffrey and all of these people. If you if you bring up Ethan, like if you bring it yeah. up, you're just opening other people to tear you down. Like it's. Yeah. But ultimately, <sighs> they're all millionaires. So why <laughs> yes! the fuck do I we know. give a give a shit? I know why. Why? Why am I? So, it's literally I just millionaire drama. death fights, isn't it? It's like get two millionaires into a ring and <sighs> watch them throw shit at each other for our but entertainment. Watch their AdSense go up because we're all yeah. watching it. Yeah, Except for me, I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian, I did want to uh, talk about, like, I don't know if it's a thing you've ever spoken about, but I've always wanted this. Uh-oh. Maybe it's just because you loved it, but why the fuck? Lewis and I used to talk about it all the time. Why did you used to work at the radio station when you were massive online? Yeah. We used to think it was crazy because you were like three times as oh. big as us and we were like, why are you working here in content? I, did, I mean, it didn't make any money when I was there. Uh, like Facebook and YouTube, had, I, I made no money. Maybe it probably, I didn't. I wasn't making any money. From I guess it. we it were living at home. Really well. Yeah, we were just living um, at home, making no money, chilling. Yeah, we but, could afford to make no money, I suppose. Yeah, you're an but adult. Also, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I think well, that's probably well, the answer. So was I. I only. I well, I only just moved out. I'm yeah, but we're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one thing you take into account, Christian. Mm. Is we I are the worst. To be Kyle Sanderlands of all people, like I—that's why I got yeah. into radio. And so I—I I really wanted to be a breakfast host, and and 
I tried really hard and that failed and then I ended up just falling into the digital space and filming and yeah. editing and doing and and I I mean if I could have left earlier I would have but you know yeah. it wasn't up until really when I left just before my big sort of Australia tour, I realised, oh, you know, I'm generating enough income here, I can go off on my own. And yeah. it, it was the risk is you cut ties with your full-time employment and you'll either, you know, do really well because you've got all this time or you realise that... come crawling oh, back. Yes. But luckily it's it's been um, it's been good. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, no, we, we, I understood good. why you worked there because it was actually a great company to work at and, like, the people really was. were awesome, stuff like yeah. that. And um, yeah, I just awesome. the company was terrible. <laughs> right, but okay. Well, I wasn't going to trash you it because we want us. You know what? We might have to be come crawling back, so I'm not throwing stones yet. Okay, <laughs> but the uh, actual workplace I thought was really good. A bit, but at the same time yeah. though, no, was, I didn't work in sales or an actual job. We just fucked around and got invited yeah. to free beers on a Friday. You know, so I thought it was no, great. Wor- yeah, working at content and and the, the people was so much fun. Like, I, I, I was so lucky I ended working on the show that I was on, which was the, the afternoon, Carrie and Tommy, which was in oh, the yeah. afternoon. Like, that would have been a really fun show to work on. Just, oh, my God. Sonda, I don't know if you you if you knew Sonda, who was I the I think MP. we met her. Yeah. Just the craziest bitch in the history of the world and hysterical. So you'd, you'd go to work every day and you'd be crying with laughter and you'd think to yeah. yourself, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do almost... I lo- it's so At the fun. end, I was uploading one Instagram story for Carrie and Tommy and I was getting paid a lot of money for doing that. <laughs> and I think that's why I held on to it for so long. Cause yeah. Yeah. It's like any good job. You're like, you know you need to move on. I mean, I used to work... <laughs> this is not really the same thing, but I used to work at a golf go. club, right? And I used yeah. to have the best job. I used to pick up the range balls on the driving range. So I was the guy who drove around in the cart and people used to have shots when, at. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I used to just pump like Hamish and Andy podcasts and whatever, listen to music. And I no one supervised me. I used to eat chicken and like and just like play games on my eat phone chicken? like that's the you eat your wildest dude i was like 17 i was like dude free chicken free dim sims this is the fucking life like oh, that's so great but like i remember so i needed to move on and then the first ever job i had after that was the radio station and that's the yeah. only reason why i moved oh, on because wow. i knew it was another job that wasn't a real job yeah but if I'd have yeah. got offered an actual real job, I probably wouldn't have moved on. I'd be still like going there to yeah. my three-hour shift, you know. <laughs> it yeah. was, it was, it is hard moving on from a good thing for sure. It's very hard. Well, now that you've moved on from radio, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, because you have a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. I get asked this all the time. Well, the podcast. I don't know if you feel the same. Uh, the podcast fills that radio void that I wanted. Yeah. And it, it offers you a platform and an audience. Um, and I, I also view radio... I come from a place where I, I spent 10 years doing it and I'm burnt out, so I'm a little bit bitter. But I look at radio and I'm like, it's dying, though. Like, what? Well, we it could is. see it dying in front of us when we were there. It, yeah, from, yes. from when we started, we were like, oh, man, these guys, these guys might make it. They're investing in a digital thing. And then something way, way, way above us changed and we saw the mm. difference and we were like, oh, they're not, they're just going to be radio until they die is what the well, vibe that we got. Yeah, because there, there was a moment, I think you must have seen this too, it was probably the same moment that I saw where I was like, they came to me to look at maybe 
uh, investing in me mm. as talent and so yeah. doing deals and taking commissions. Um, and I was like, wow, this, it's going to turn into an entertainment brand now. And then it's going to get audio rather than radio. That's why yeah. we thought they got us in. And then we found yeah. out two months into the job that they actually had no idea we had a lot of Instagram followers. Like our bosses, <laughs> they had yeah. no idea. So, which was a credit, which means they actually enjoyed our radio show because they yeah. just thought we yeah. were two nobodies from like, who were friends from high school or something. I don't know what yeah. they yeah. thought, but they just, the guy they liked who our hired demo. us knew the potential. The guy who hired us knew about it, but no one yeah. else within. No one else it's, at the company. And people was, were like, what, what are you on Instagram? Mm. Everyone's like, oh, you guys comedians. And we're like, yeah, we're why like the fuck did you hire us? Like, yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah, they yeah. were like, "Oh, we had no idea." And I remember the day in this in the uh, air check when our boss found out, and he was just shocked. He was like, "Oh, boys, this I think this is a good thing here we've got going." And I'm like, "You should have done your research a bit more." <laughs> it yeah, was weird. The, I, I had I had a similar moment where I was just I felt like I was really undervalued right up until they yeah. realised I had half a million people on Facebook, and then next minute. Yeah pay rises I, I had a you know i was valued within the team and i could start calling shots and but but yeah. my, my digital bosses knew they were always so supportive and and i felt very respected it's like it a, like it's a weird management. disconnect yeah it was the digital people totally got it and they yes. i felt like they we were going to the digital people and they were going we know we know and they would just yell yeah. up fix it we're gonna die oh. fix it we have the solution <laughs> and then the executives would go well what's a phone uh i don't get it no but when i was there i don't know if you guys got the same perspective i got the perspective that everyone who worked there lived in this little bubble of radio <gasps> and they oh they used to talk God, about radio absolutely. drama like they're like oh have you seen who moved to perth and i used yeah. to go in there because i'm a comedian i got like no offense like to all those people some like really good friends still work there but like i got shit going on like you know what i mean outside of radio we got comedy we do tours when we used to come into meetings like oh my god do you see who bloody moved to albury and you're like what i don't care about the breakfast show in albury but like people used to it's just radio was their life which is though it is it's it's such a fascinating bubble because as soon as like i'd fallen out of the bubble when i worked for carrie and tommy um, mm. And I think that's why I ended up loving the show um, yeah. because you just don't give a shit about the politics within radio. But Well, because Tommy the and Carrie, de- they have so much shit going on more oh my God. Out, outside have, of radio. Radio is like their third little yeah. bit of work, yeah. you yeah. know, so they're not in the bubble of radio. Um, yeah. The, the ratings is so fascinating to me because... Isn't it? Uh, th- this is what I say. It's still done by a form, isn't it? Yep, and we constantly were told, yeah, it's all, it's like an Excel spreadsheet printed. And um, you get told. For listeners who don't understand, I'll just explain ratings. Basically, they send out a couple hundred forms to random people, and the ratings of radio is decided by, they just ask random people, they go, what did you listen to this week? A couple of thousand people? And a couple thousand people Mm. won't do it, and then the other half will do it, send it back, and then you might have Mm. a few. 2,000 people going, oh, I listened to this and I listened to that. And whether they actually did or, like, whether someone actually listened to Hamish and Andy or they saw them on Facebook and watched that clip, they would probably write Hamish and Andy and they go, all right, Hamish and Andy at the top, which they probably were. And it, and that's how the whole industry was done of just literally still, it's how guesswork. it's still done. But he, guesswork off go, other people's guesswork. <laughs> the, the, the part that boggles me is, you know the 1,000 incomplete surveys? Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I haven't done my research here. I'm pretty sure. Well, they're not. No, because they're not counted. There's no. There's no percentage yeah. of non-listeners in a survey. So it's always a hundred percent. So you're always going to have uh. these percentages that equal a hundred percent. And and while people are going to say there's a thing called cum, which gives you that physical numbers, but it's an assumption yeah. based off of five hundred people uh, that said they were listening. So yeah. there's no accurate reflection in here of radio dying and so all these big wigs yeah. are being like it's the best it's ever been well you know fox has a million listeners and you're like do you a, a friend of no a fr- i'm like there's yeah. no way a friend of mine said um uh we were talking and we were on like this this pier and he he gave the analogy he was like there's 14 people on this pier according to the survey two of them promptly listened to this one station and he's like, there's no way. There's just no yeah. way that there's... Yeah. Out of 14 people, these two are religiously listening to this station. You know, we... You, this, oh, but it doesn't tell by the amount because... of calls that come through of how many people are listening. Like, you know, you, when Hamish and Andy were on, uh, we watched them do their show once, the calls mm. that every single board in the radio station got lit up within a second. <gasps> right? Oh, so that, my God. I know. That means, like, a lot of people are. Now, I don't know what Karen and Tommy was like, but... I've watched another drive show go to air and it wasn't the same. So it's like, yeah. you can tell how many people are listening by just but, but how I, many people go, engage with the show. Um, there's a, it also speaks to the content of the show and it's relatable. True. But then there's that yeah. also element of Hamish and Andy were so good and so familiar and they, they, were, transcended they were there. Radio. For, but they were there for that radio heyday before... Yes. You know, yeah. Netflix and Instagram and podcasting yeah. sort of took off, like Kyle and Jackie O and like Jonesy and Amanda. So you've got these people that we all know and we're yeah. all familiar with. As soon as they leave radio, I think radio is pretty much going to have well, to that's, change quite that's dramatically. What I, that's, that's kind of why Luke and I were like, I don't know if radio is going to happen because they just, they, after... The Hamish and Andy <laughs> fuses. It's gonna happen. It happened. It's done. Well, yeah, that's that's what <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, we, I we think were thinking, our thinking was our we were thinking, thinking was, like, was um, sorry uh, when after Husey, Will Anderson, Hamish and Andy, Kyle and Jack, mm. Jack Jackie O, mm. when all of these like huge people that have the ability and the presence to do drive radio, when they all retire in what five years max, who oh, the fuck yeah. is going to replace them? Who has the skill and the momentum to replace these titans. They're not there. They haven't invested in them. It's just going to die. When these people retire, that's radio done. Unless I think they our think hope so no was we could get a, not a massive paycheck, but I think the reason why we stuck in it for more than mm-hmm. we maybe should have was that we were hoping that maybe they would get really desperate and go, They'd we have no one to replace these people and take a risk on us who had these big mm-hmm. online followings. But then we realized that, Upper management but, doesn't seem like they're ever going to no, value us but, anyway, uh, so know, it doesn't like, matter. Uh, t- that's what they, they said, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, Tanya. Perfect that, example. She was on uh, nothing, National nothing Breakfast, was wasn't she? Well, she was on Weekend Breakfast, but that, yeah. I mean, that's the show where you go to die, basically. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like the, all is. the Today FM failed shows. They, they got let go from Today FM Breakfast and they went to Weekend Breakfast because they had to see out their contract. And so, you know, you had Tanya, who was really good on radio and had a huge online following, but they it, it didn't matter to them. They Did she get a big podcast? Did she ever continue um, that elsewhere? No, no. I've been, I've, I've been trying to get her to podcast. Should, I think she, sure. she's going to... 
Start something. <clears throat> Tanya <laughs> and Christian Hull show. You heard it here first. Maybe. Do it. <laughs> growing up, you know, like that was your dream is to be on TV and radio. She's from Brisbane? Yeah. And then uh, Sydney. Ah, oh, okay. So you'd have to. So, yeah. so she really had a passion and a drive to be on radio because it well, was so there, there is something big in your life. As, as much as we, you know, as much as we talk about it dying, there's something fucking magic about radio of like having the studios and having the team around you, a team of producers helping you create the best show ever, having people call in live. There's something mm. about that magic that just isn't there with podcasting and maybe never will be. I, I, as much as I shit talk radio, mm. I really do miss that element of, of live in the moment callers, having producers yeah, and a team yeah. and like a whole thing. And I suppose that's something that Luke and I could definitely build over like fucking 10 years but it, but mm. there's something about radio that I don't think podcasting will ever have. Well, and that's, that's thing, a shame to see it go. People actually prefer, I mean, content like this, us just talking about stuff for a long period of time. Yeah. But I, as a consumer, maybe because I grew up listening to it, maybe I'm different. I fucking love that thing of uh, it's just entertainment. Like it's yeah. not really people even being real. It's Two like to four f- minute breaks. Oh, in yeah. yeah, it's four minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's designed to entertain and that's gone now because unless yeah. uh, on our main channels, we still do videos like that. Like your videos mm. are designed to entertain and this is uh, you being a bit more casual. But podcasting is always just casual and authenticity. That's what it's been built off. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like if we started doing the thing of, you know, Hamish and Annie's podcast, they do like talk breaks still like the radio format yes. where they ding the yeah. bell. I yep. wonder mm. if that format will die. Obviously, it works for them because that's what people know them for. But mm. I wonder after that... Because that's just built because people, obviously radio People has probably don't even ads. want that anymore. I don't think so. I don't know. I like it, but well, maybe other people don't no, like it. No, I think, I think it's... The, the, I think that format is amazing. It's just that radio, you only get it in your car, really. Yeah. At ease, you're forced to listen to it in your car. Um, and it's not an on-demand sort of... I mean, it can never be if you're doing live stuff. Yeah. But it's just... it's just We've got so many different platforms and access to so much that um, it, it, you only had TV, radio and newspapers. Like, you well, yeah, it comes choices. down to why would I listen to... Why would I listen to... I, I Like, I love the radio show... But why I want to hear them talk, I don't want to hear the music that no you've songs. picked for me, you know? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. the, the yeah. only way that radio... If you listen to radio... music now, you listen to music on Spotify. Yeah. If you listen no, to people you know talking, what? you listen TikTok. to podcasts. I get yeah. all my new music from TikTok. It's insane. Really? Yeah. So you hear a song on TikTok, then look it up afterwards? Yep, and then I it's go, huge. this is the best song ever. And they, they play yeah. you the hook. You get a 15-second hook in a TikTok video, and you're like, oh, I like this. Then I tap it, and then I go, right, and then I got a playlist, and I just add it to my playlist. <laughs> oh, it's fucking huge. Like, the amount of mm. times I have, like, scrolled through TikTok, and mm. then I step in the car, and the radio's on, and I go, oh, that's a TikTok song. I, yeah. I yes, discover yes. <laughs> hits on TikTok yes. before radio. That's Don't fucking that. nuts. Yeah, but you know what yeah. fucking rubs me the wrong way? Someone what? someone goes to me the other day, and this is me being a... This was the saddest shit That's I've ever done. This is a boomer moment, right? Oh, yeah. it, I, I felt <laughs> sad as shit, and I caught myself during it, but I was like, fuck them. They were like, they were listening to Simple Plan, I'm Just a Kid. They're like, I love oh. this TikTok song. And I was like, you, sh- you, you fucking yes. take that back. I know, I put yeah. that on TikTok, and it went nuts. Yeah, I saw it. Yes, I saw <laughs> yeah. that. That's so funny. Dude, no, and I've right. never Grandpa felt like Kitchell's a bigger... Right. 
in that situation. No, no, man. When you catch yourself openly defending Simple Plan, you're the worst. Like, I don't care about Simple Plan. Who cares? Like, I don't know. They're okay. They're a good band, I guess. But, you know, that's what bothers me is like, man, you kids of today, mate, that is more than a TikTok song. That was in Cheaper by the Dozen. All right. But isn't TikTok (laughs) just this insane thing? It's like, it's crazy. the old Facebook. Like, yeah. I, my manager said, Christian, he begged me. He was like, please get on it. I You're promise. You're huge, it'll man. Be... But then it just, it's so easy. Um, yeah, it you is. can create things and it, and it blows up. And yeah. it's really Tell Lewis how to do that because he is in struggle town at the moment. I haven't posted. I, I crack the shits with them. They don't let me post my fuck stuff, which is my problem. I uh, think, I think really, I've worked yeah. out what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. They mute a lot of my videos. They oh, don't take them down. They just, they just mute them. What I've decided yeah. to do, I'm going to start this. I'm I can't do my edgy stuff and I can't post a lot of my stand up. So no. what I'm going to do is I am literally going to read a bunch of my best tweets because I and and comments <sighs> yes. of me replying and wrecking people. I yeah. think that's going to be my lane. I haven't yeah, seen with it on the TikTok. green screen. Yeah, yeah, with the green screen because I did I've seen I did it. one of dude. Of, it's massive. That's why I was going to start doing it. I was I saw yeah, someone but else doing it. Reading and I was like, I'm other, rack it. other people's <laughs> tweets. People are reading other people's, not their own. So if if I can oh, read true. my own and it has my name, people are like, oh, that guy's funny. I'm going to follow that. That's going to yeah. Be I was going to do the ones where I read my replies to all the bots that comment on my Instagram. I always like reply <laughs> yes. to all the bots going like, do you want slut pussy? And I just you know. <laughs> Respond. I, I, did some, I did something like that. Like, it, got like, yeah. it got like 250,000 views, just me replying and wrecking someone in the comments. So I think that's going to be my thing. I mean, that's where I started. So, one, so I think it'll work on TikTok. Well, my favorite TikTok is of the two of you and you accidentally drop your the girlfriend's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Oh, mate, that is one of my favorite TikToks Shining of all moment. time. <laughs> And just the reaction. That got and, half oh. a million views on Meg's TikTok. Absolutely God, brutal stuff. So good. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. Like, I think that goes back to the authenticity of podcasts. Like, we could have easily cut that out. Like, I was like, yeah. you know, Lewis after was like, are we going to keep that in? And I was like, fuck yes. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened on our show. Oh, God, we have to leave so it in. Funny. <laughs> so you know funny. what the brutal part about this? I know for a fact that the ex-girlfriend who I mentioned in it, she would have seen it. Like you someone would have, have sent to. it to her. It got yeah. half a million views. Yeah, and I also posted that. it on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That probably helped as well. That's, that was the discussion. When I, when I was like, do you want to delete that? Luke's like, no. And I said, okay, but consider she's definitely seeing it. And then he, oh, and we yeah. were like, oh, yeah, I mean, we have to. It's not, I'm not a bad mouth. I'm not saying anything bad. No, it's you, more, you, you didn't no. say, that's why. We didn't say anything bad because that's all. You obviously yeah, wouldn't, would never do brutal. that. <laughs> so, uh, what's. definitely reignited a passion to create content. Yeah. Instagram, yeah, I love you're it. You're great yeah. at TikTok. Like, you, I just I mean, re upload my stand up and my uh, YouTube videos in, a, in the TikTok format. That's all I do. I don't make any original content, but you, like, make original stuff for it. But if you look at it, like, it's. I literally. I ate some chocolate and next minute it's getting a million views or you duet a video and it gets a million. It's really like... You, you know, <laughs> Your new one effort, just says, it? remember eucalyptus drops? <laughs> yeah, it's piss easy. That's yeah. it. I yeah. hold some eucalyptus drops up and talk about it. And that then, has you know, 55,000 views. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. People... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of the... It's, it's this... This is the crazy part is because I thought it was quite an insignificant app to be on... And it, 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 it oh, I don't, 
I get stopped on the street and get said, oh, you're that TikToker. And that blows my wow. mind. Like, they yeah, don't I've got know recognized me from, from any other platform. And TikTok, and they're mostly younger. And so it's exposed me to this whole new audience. That's where the new generation and, is. Because, like, as an yeah. online entertainer, you have to always be looking for the next generation of 15-year-olds. Mm. It's got a lot in common between you <laughs> and so pedophiles, true. really. Like you always, <laughs> you always need to be on the on the hunt for those young kids because uh, at some point they get older and, and they get money, and then you're not interested <laughs> in them. <laughs> Here's another really interesting thing: is like, I mean, I don't hear from the Paul brothers anymore, so that's going to be. I watch Logan. Logan's videos are great. Logan's very very now. good. This year, but he's sort of he's adapted though, hasn't he? Yes, he's not Jake really hasn't. Real yeah. shit. Jake has Jake's not. doing so not- shit stuff still. Yeah, and then, you, but um, like Jenna Marbles has not changed her style of content really yeah. at all. She's still she's, going well, but she's been so Only authentic on from day YouTube, one. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, and um, that authenticity from the get go, and the fact that she never did collabs, she just did her bizarre yeah. content, um, has kept her longevity alive and then I look at someone like Tyler Oakley who was an enormously probably one of YouTube's biggest oh, yeah, creators well, yeah. in he was, he 2017 was 16, 15 the reason he has he gets nothing he's got 7 million yeah. uh, subscribers and he gets like because he's not him he's a character you need to be but no it's genuine. not that he's not him he he is himself now, but I watched. A, I wish I could credit this person. I watched a video that explained it so perfectly. He mm. grew his following so quickly by collaborating and bringing in other people's audiences that didn't really like fans, him. Yeah. They liked the other people, and so yeah. now he's got seven million people because he wasn't being really authentic. He was bringing yeah. in other people. He was doing challenges. He was doing yeah. things that just were a gimmick at the time, and now. Man, I get surprised every year by, like, I always freak out. Like, Lewis Lewis and I have this conversation every year, and Lewis has to reassure me that it's going to be fine. I put my tickets on sales. I book bigger rooms every year. And I go, Lewis, this Mm. is stupid. I've grown 5,000 followers on Instagram since last year. He goes, trust me, they'll come. And way more people 5,000 cunts who like you. I know. That's the thing, though. And I think this is stupid. And then every year, man, I only have, what, 90,000 subscribers on Instagram? I sell but, over 3,000, 4,000 tickets a year. They've met, that ratio insane. is insane. Yeah. But yeah. you look at it from a social media following perspective, Taylor Swift, like 50,000 people is a humongous stadium. It's like yeah. mm. the biggest stadium in Australia and you've got 90,000 people. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's so many people. Right. And, and then you, you... But not all of them are from Australia. Like, you look at your analytics, you're like, all right, 67, you know, 60, 70% are from Australia. You're like, okay, so that cuts it down to this. Mm. No, the but I, it's that... just what you were saying about the loyalty and building your own audience. Yeah, it's, loyalty. It's... But yeah. that's the other thing that Facebook, while I go, ooh, you know, it's, I've gone from a million views to 100,000, it's still a lot of views, but that's 100,000 who are actually actively engaged rather than a million who are just yeah. getting them in their feeds. It's just getting them in their feed. That's what, what we have a 900,000 like, still... what, what really ensures success is not those viral hits. Like, you get a million, 10 million... Mm. Like, you know, my vaccine video has 15 oh, yeah. million views. Oh, I don't Jesus. sell 15 wow. million tickets. I don't no. get 15 million people watching all my other shit. It's the 15 mm. million is awesome... But it's that fucking hundred thousand of those fifteen million that go. I actually really like this guy. I'm going to look at his other stuff, 
And I that's, think that's when you the... have that core audience of people who mm. always, always come back to watch. Those are the people that matter. The viral hits add to that tiny number in comparison, but ultimately it's that those videos that don't go viral and they're entertaining people every single day. That's the shit that, mm. that matters in this business. Podcasts rather than... actually sell more tickets than videos, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. If so people mm. listen to you an hour a week, they are coming to a show. They're getting the t-shirt. They're going to support yeah, you You're in Patreon. their ears for an hour a week. They're just yeah. like doing other stuff where you're talking to them. Like, that's loyalty. That's I, why we know. appreciate <laughs> the people who listen to this show so much because, you know, mm. we were on radio. We... we we had way, way more people listening to our show than no we do today. But those people in their cars didn't give a fuck about us. The people listening to this really do. And that's why we're doing better, even though less people are listening. Can, can I ask, with, with your experience, and you don't, you're probably best not naming any names, being in comedy, um, do you ever find people who that went the traditional route... Uh, maybe a couple of years We've ago, about social media. Oh, yeah. You're not uh, alone, mate. It's normal. Okay, because I I remember uh, people openly saying, not realizing I had a following, and then I was doing a tour, uh, just within earshot, not understanding how sort of people on social media were able to do these large shows or to sell tickets, and you know they sort of. They get, I can understand their frustrations, but I, like I'm terrified of the comedy community because yeah. of that opinion, and it's, it's like you know, like yeah. I would well, say you well, guys are like that new generation who have capitalised on on the social audience in order to sell tickets, and it's just they I don't think see it's ultimately bitterness. Slog. It's bitterness, and and yeah. it's it's a shame because they don't realise that we. Uh, and from what I've experienced with all of the other online guys who do stand up as well, is mm. we welcome everyone into this world. And every time a new person starts blowing up and starts doing shows, we are all happy because that's a win for all of us. And we will continue yeah. to do that. It's such a shame that we haven't received that from a lot of the traditional route because the problem is they'll talk shit. They don't even realize that they could do it too. And they yes. can do both. We were on radio. We did online. It's possible to do both. That, I think that's, that's why I was so stoked to do radio as well when we first started it was because especially at that time for me, there was a lot of traditional comics talking shit about the online people. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not a real comedian. Watch me take your job too. Dude, people got so angry when we got put on Fox. Like, like really? in, yeah, comedians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, who, who, why would you give these boys a show? Because, dude, like, here's the thing. We are, we're in, I feel like I'm in every single world. I've been in mainstream and it's so weird because we were like going to, the, we're working in the same building as Husey. And yeah. then afterwards, I was also heading out to open mics, but then I was playing big rooms like the Comics Lounge. Then I was doing mm -hmm. like, I did a theater on my tour. And then yeah. I went to an open mic the day after I filmed my special. I remember like two days after I filmed my comedy special in a theater, I did an open mic to six people just yeah. to, you know, mm. feel that fucking burn again, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I think my, my point is like, people just uh, will say what they want about you. Like people see one thing and go like, hang on, he's doing an open yeah. mic. Why is he on Fox? I'm like, because you can do both. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to be... Like, because I've got shit going easy. on in other areas. They don't respect how difficult it is, and they think if you're successful in one avenue, that means you're not putting the mm. work in another. People are really bitter who do do small, like a lot of comedians in Melbourne, like were really bitter that we got because they've been doing it for longer. 
Like some people have been doing it for 10 yes. years and yeah. then they've just been doing comedy and they're great and comedians, but I guess yes. we really that, came in and so all guns blazing though. Like we were like sending in demos. We were going out gigging at night. We were like trying we were... harder. Mm. But the, yeah. Well, that yeah, was we really when, were. I, when I learned, uh, when I sold the first show, I was always very scared to post anything about, like it sold out pretty quickly, which I was super yeah. happy with, very proud and, um, but I was also really scared to post anything because, you know, uh, I guess I'd overheard people saying things like they don't understand how, you know, like I go yeah. into a, a show and I can sell 500 tickets. They just easily. don't see it as like, legitimate because they've because been striving you put in, forever to do it themselves. Yeah. The, mm. the problem is it's like all they see is you selling that theater in a few days or a few weeks and they think it's easy. They don't realize that when there's a regular punter and they're at the Melbourne Comedy Festival comes around or whatever, and they the punter has a decision. Am I going to see the guy that has an ad on a tram that his management picked for him? Or am I going to see the guy that has been entertaining me every single week mm. on Facebook, That's on YouTube, point. on the podcast? It's a no-brainer now. They, so all of these comics, they, they don't understand that we didn't sell those tickets in a day. We sold them in a year. So they market their show when it goes on sale. We market f- for the last five uh, yeah. fucking years. It, that yeah. ticket took a year to sell, not from the week we put it on sale. And that's what these people don't realise. I also am really thankful that I... I don't think I could have gone down that traditional route. Like, I've no. sold an audience of people that know exactly who I am. I can fart and vomit on stage and they'll laugh and then I can leave. Fuck like, yeah. that's it's sort of like a buffer. Yeah. So I'm like, this is great. Yeah, I, I think we... Uh, at an advantage where like we also do have the respect by the way we're not saying everyone just fucking hates Lewis mm-hmm. and I like we do have the respect of a lot of other comedians because we yeah. go out and yes. do gigs four nights a week as well you we're do on open both mics. sides you do you yeah. do you do the more traditional yeah so a lot of people your, respect your... us for doing that and that I have a lot of comedians going oh you guys like are the good online comics because you actually do comedy and I'm like yes. okay but like what's the I don't have a problem with either side I'm like yeah. dude because, like, why do you have a problem with the people who don't go out and do it with mics? Like, oh, they're just cheating. They're cutting the queue or whatever. And you're like, you, there's no queue. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can but book a the theatre and do I it if like you want, but you can't. I myself a comedian because it does I've seen your stand-up comedy on open... Facebook and I, it's at the <laughs> Comics Lounge and you were doing a bit and I laughed. That's your stand-up. But you in terms I mean? of, like, it, it doesn't feel like I look at people like, uh, Joan Rivers, or you know, who, who've written jokes and who really craft. Yeah, but who and it's has a storyteller? Like I'm just a storyteller. Fifty years on you, like you, like that's an unhealthy comparison to make. What you should be looking <laughs> at is what was Joan Rivers doing when she was my age, or not even my age, my level of experience. So if you've been doing it for a year, I mean, you're going to be just as bad as fucking Bill Burr was when he was doing it for a year. And at some point, that's probably going to divulge because he is a freak. But you, you should never really be comparing yourself to greats. You should just be comparing yourself to, to who you were last year. But see, and I then don't, maybe I don't... a little bit of like, oh, I would like to be more successful mm. than this comedian was when they had been doing it for 30 years. Just like 30, 30 days, rather. I know this might sound really hypocritical. I don't feel yeah. like I compare myself to Joan Rivers. I feel like I'm being compared from these other people. Uh, like. Yeah. I think I, it's I probably something yeah. I need to get over. 
Uh, you know, uh, the thing you... is, like, I look at it as like, a, you, what, how long have you been doing shows? Like one or two years live? Yeah, yeah, about 18 yeah. months. Uh, you are way better than most, pretty much any open micer that I've seen doing it for 18 months. Yeah. And, and, and you, so really you know what I mean? Like, so like, really therefore, what, what's the difference? Until f- you mm. won't feel good. Like... You also get more stage time doing what you're doing because you do an hour. Not five yeah. minutes and you're not you're really not gonna feel like you are good until you're five years in i didn't feel like i was like i knew with confidence that i was going to get on stage and definitely crush until i was you're five right. years in there was there was still yeah. always that oh i might bomb here because i haven't experienced yeah. this or whatever it's really it takes five years to get pretty good at stand-up because you just can't practice you can get amazing at guitar in a year easy if you practice mm. every single day six hours a day you cannot do that with stand-up it's impossible you need you, the audience you need the audience there they're pushing me to try and do more open mic unannounced comedy but do f- it ah that's so scary <laughs> it is scary and and so you'll be scary. fucking shit you'll be terrible <laughs> yes, but that but that's <gasps> normal that's what a lot of people but need you know, to get realized what other people be shit you probably will realize, A, you probably will have a bunch of fans in the crowd anyway. Like whenever yeah. I go to pubs and stuff, there's always like a, one table yeah. of young people that go, oh, fuck yeah, Luke Hidgel's here. Let's, this will be sick. Yeah. And they, they go, shut the fuck up. You know, like you, you yeah. already have oh, respect yeah. of some of the room anyway. As long you as they're are. laughing, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's good to have people in the room that have got you got you back the minute you walk on stage. Because we yeah. do have followings yeah. online, you get that anyway, which is good. But the oh, second yeah. thing is like, you you don't realize you'll probably smash anyway because you're just likable, even if they don't know who you are. Yeah. Man, I've watched Frenchie destroy the comics lounge. No one knew who the fuck he was, right? Yeah. I watched Frenchie yeah. just annihilate a crowd. I've watched Shooter Williamson do it. Like yeah. a lot of people, what I think a bunch of comedians don't realize who are on the more traditional route is I've watched a bunch of online comics absolutely murder a crowd of people who, who, who are don't not know fans. who they are. Yeah. And that's that's the real mark is if, is if you that's can do well in front of people who don't know who you are, you're good. You would surprise yourself, mm. Christian. I think you underestimate yeah, yourself. Maybe. Oh, I remember you were like so timid. The, the day you were about to leave for your tour, we were at the radio station. I remember you came up to Lewis and I and you were like, have you got oh any tips? Like you were so <laughs> nervous and we were like, oh, oh shit, you'll be fine. Because you were about to do the comics lounge, I think, and I, we yeah. were like, "Oh, by the way, you won't be able to see the audience when you get up there because the lights are really bright." And you were like, um. "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but you were like, "That's oh, crazy." That's the best though, and I, I would. That was my feedback for the lighting guys. I was yeah. like, "Can you make it so bright that I can't see anyone, please?" <laughs> see, but, I hate you know, that. I like seeing show, a little bit. I like seeing a little well, bit. Well, no, on my very first show, because the comics lounge, they literally sit on the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird. One one girl had brought her boyfriend and he fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> oh it was brutal. Was, you can only see that first row. So there was yeah, like four yeah. people and one was asleep. So so in, in your head, a quarter of the audience is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is fun. Man, I don't understand you, Christian. You're an interesting character. I don't know how you can walk into a gangbang with confidence, but you can't get on stage. Oh, mate, I would happily walk naked into a gangbang. <laughs> I think you have more confidence when your cock's out than just being in front of people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, don't oh, imagine man. the audience is naked. Just imagine, <laughs> imagine you are. Imagine you are. <laughs> just I get naked and pretend it's a gangbang. Hey, I have to run. I'm going to pee. I'm going to be back in a sec. 
Everyone's okay. like, best show ever. You get out there and just like, oh, like God. except for the fact that he was naked, he was on it tonight. That would be great. Okay. Now Lewis is gone. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I can't because you're his lawyer. I'm his lawyer. So do you want to tread carefully, Christian? Okay. Very sneaky behavior. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> so what? What's on for the rest of isolation? Um, Just well, I've really gotten into art. I, I saw your wire, wire hangings. Yeah, so like when I was living at home and had no responsibilities, I would just make all these weird artworks out of wire. I even tried to enter into a big exhibition called Sculpture by the Sea in um, at Bondi. And I've just been doing that. Like I've turned into a nana, cooking, sitting, a lot of sitting. And I'm just excited for this to be over and I can go back to... <laughs> I'm just going to go back to my old life, which was exactly the same. Nothing has changed for me. Yeah, you're like Lewis. I'm still... Sorry, mate, you left for like two minutes and we started talking about Christian knitting. Oh, uh, you're <laughs> knitting. There was a real... Yeah. Grandma, yeah. Christian. I think yeah, maybe yeah. Lewis was carrying this podcast because was there was say, a Lewis fucking natural lull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucking dipped but when see, you left. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Like, you know, like it's because we were food. used to this dynamic of the three of us, and yeah. then there was a bit where I was Isn't like, "Hey, funny? so what have you been up to?" <laughs> Man, we so might have to adjust like, our. Oh, Edit so, that out. That was Christian. Fun. Here we go. Fucking heinous. No, Christian. Cool. Let's never do a podcast together because I think we <laughs> prove that we have fucking no chemistry oh, at all. <laughs> well, no, maybe, I think we do off camera. Maybe you should I think send we get a along quite well. Maybe yeah, maybe uh, I need to. Um, oh, that's what it is. Lewis, could you represent me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make big calls for... like Lewis on the show. Hey, okay. hey, we yeah, can't confirm or deny do. anything happening as per the agreements. It will never be said. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I will say uh, before... the Daniel Topnell episode. Well, was I'm very glad good. is I can just picture exactly what you just did in the uh, in the bathroom there. <laughs> vivid, vivid imagery. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Christian. <laughs> bef- so awkward. Yeah, sorry, go on. Before we head off, is is there anything you need to plug? Anything you want to address, talk about? Where can the people find you? Uh, which, pla- which platform do you push people to? YouTube. Uh, we push them to YouTube. I mean, I'm TikTok famous on the show, but compared to you, I'm usually the most TikTok famous. I'm a TikToker. These guys I, are YouTubers. I think the people yeah, would really like your podcast, Christian. <laughs> I reckon they'd like your podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, that's saying a lot. It's called Complete Drivel. Just I don't, what do you, just search for it. Well, you yep. know when people search give Christian their handles Hull. or their URL? Just Google Christian Hull Podcast. Right? I know. I hate yeah. when you go like, when people go, where can I find this? And you're like, just Google hey, it. common sense. <laughs> don't be <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell these people. Dude, people are so dumb these days. Like, I reckon yeah. it's a credit, or not a credit, it's a... It's a reflection on the education system mm. that they don't teach you how to do things yourself to the basic uh, level of like, oh, I want to find out more about someone. Maybe Grandpa I'll chuck it into a search engine. <laughs> Bloody like kids I'm today. Back. And also don't fucking say Simple Plan is a TikTok song. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Okay, all right, good. Well, thanks for having me. No worries, Christian. Yeah, definitely check out Christian's podcast, Complete Dribble. Just Google it. You'll find it. It's it's very, very funny. Um, Can I just quickly ask, sorry, um, maybe I probably should take this off air. Have you guys locked in or have a pencil date for your tours? I I just told my management, let's shoot again for next year because... (sighs) Yeah, right. Oh, dude, like... 
100 people they haven't even allowed 100 people in a pub maybe 100 people by the end of the year but dude my i'm a tiktoker oh, now so i'm i'm gonna need thousands oh, of seats because i'm so yeah. famous on tiktok i um, i think yeah. i mean i reckon march is when it'll be pretty safe but i before then i don't think I'm so i'm hoping the comedy festival goes ahead i reckon I the first so. time might you... be the comedy festival i reckon Ooh, yeah I'm but I want to do gigs before then. I want to start yeah. doing shows. Well, I've got like... penciled in November, December, and the, oh. you're the first people that were like, "Oh, you're pushing it." Because we I had a big meeting with the with the touring company, and they're like, "Yeah, no, look, we'll announce September, and hopefully we'll know by September what restrictions are like." But then we also brought up the fact that people might be sitting a seat apart, which I think would be so fun to do a show, a social distancing show. Yeah, people I would in America love to make have started... half the money that I would normally make. That would no, be great. No, that, that's annoying, but I just, <laughs> I just really want to tour. Uh, yeah, there's I'm comics in America that have started doing it. In Nebraska, they've opened up comedy clubs. Oh, like America, wow. though. They're I know, they're just, stupid. I know. Honestly, they, crazy. They don't understand. But, yeah, there are people who are doing it. I think uh, we just got to wait here. And also, even if things do reopen, I want to give it a month to see if people are comfortable enough to actually go back out again. Well, that's another thing. Just because, you know, it's legal, are people even going to buy tickets? Like, me personally, Mm. I'm not... If shows were legalised tomorrow, I'm not going. I wouldn't buy tickets to anything. But come November, I'd be itching to get outside. Yeah, I've got Green Day booked in for November (laughs) and I just need... Yeah, yeah, a Fallout Boy, actually. A (laughs) co-headline tour with Weezer. Uh, Fuck, I reckon Corona's the least of your worries there. That sounds cancer. (laughs) I'm so excited, man. Green Day, Fallout Boy and Weezer. Woo! Man, but I was so devastated. I already had My Chemical Romance cancelled in March. I'm fucking itching for some pop punk, okay? I need to get in that mosh pit and punch a bunch of 14-year-olds in the back of the head, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Well, okay. well uh, man, good luck. I hope they go ahead. Let's fingers crossed, bro. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Make sure you support us on Patreon if you want bonus episodes and to join the Discord server because advertisers ain't doing nothing on our show, so we're relying on you. And uh, check out Christian. He's a great friend, and uh, that's the oh. only thing I'll say about well, our relationship because everything else is covered by an yeah. NDA. <laughs> <laughs> the only friend that has made me sign an NDA. All right. Thank you very See much, ya. guys. We'll talk to you in a few days.